That would have been fun. Yeah, right. Do you, ha- do you I have, have? Do you? Ha- do you have, I have like def- fancy bo- boxers? I have Def Leppard boxers. What? Yeah, they, they just have like the British flag. They're sick. They just you, say Def Leppard <laughs> on the waistband. And then have, it's it's you the have giant to wear them both. British flag all the way around. Post sh- it. I know. I really should. Yeah, that's that's what the world needs. It's it's there's some wiener action going on, and she also said they don't they make my butt look really flat. Oh. Just the way they hang. I oh, think. I think these kind of make my butt look flat too. And but I was the, like, I I'm like, but butt. I have a flat butt. Yeah. I'm a man. Like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm a man. I'm not I have doing a flat butt. I don't do like, you know, crazy squats or anything like that. Dude, let's make it a little. We'll, how about before every episode now, we do like a 20 squat thrust together just to we uh, could. build up our fans. I did work out this morning, so I don't I really haven't yet. To do that, but I don't think I probably will. You're looking today. pretty jacked, bro. Yeah, I don't, thanks. I don't yeah, feel yeah, jacked. Dude. Still like lifting the dumbbells and stuff? Barely. Yep. I do push-ups once in a while. That's good. That's it. Oh, there's so many inspirational things happening already, and I feel like I'm inspired to make a podcast. I feel like it's buddy. a good time to get think? started, man. Let's do it. Gear Buds Podcast. Gear Buds Podcast. This is our show. We make it together with you. Episode 174, Gearbuds Podcast. Is it 174? It is. Yeah, because we did 173 twice. I'm still salty about it's all it. All right, we're past it. My name is Henry. His name's Dave. Hey. This is our show that we like to do. Hello. And this is us doing it. Thank you for being here and listening and hanging out with us on a Monday or whatever day it is on whatever week it is and whatever month it is that you happen to be listening to Maybe this. you're listening to this a year later. Maybe you're backlogged and you're catching up. Or two. Or three, because our show goes far, far, far into the past. We did it. We started it before the pandemic, and we're going to keep it going past right. post-demic, because that's what we freaking love to do, is that's talk about do, gear and stupid stuff together. Here it is, the Symphony of Corrections, and your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you so much for listening to our bullshit and ramblings and incoherent nonsense every week. Follow us on the stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff. Gearbootspodcast at gmail.com. And we will shout you out if you reach out. I got it right on the first try this time. Yeah, I nailed it. Sort of. I had to think about it. And uh, Nathaniel reached out again. And he was he's a cute, cute man because we were talking about, I don't know if you remember in yeah. last week's episode, we were talking about how he needs merch. And if it was just his big old face in the middle, yeah. we'd both wear it. And he said that he's going to make it happen for us. So we're holding you to that. Do it, man. Nathaniel. We're waiting for the photo op. We in the meantime, go listen to the episode that he was on. because. And check out his Facebook one. page and his Instagram. We don't even need to tell people. It's, he needs to tell people about us. He's the best dude. ever. He knows, he, everyone knows Nathaniel. Uh, I was actually, I, I was reminded how amazing uh, by uh, the, the my friend that I went to the show with uh, to see Nathaniel that his rooftop funk video, just go watch it. What's that? You know, there's that, that arch that looks sort of like it's like a... A bridge made out of a cheese grater uh, somewhere in like Lincoln Parkish yeah, area. I do. Yeah. He, he shot a video in there like years ago. Oh, wow. For one of his songs. I don't know and, if I've seen and that. And it rips. That's cool. So you should go watch it. Anyways, that's that. Um, also, wanted to just add to uh, Out Into the World go buy stuff from the Reverb Shop. It's ha- Things are coming in and out, uh, all, prices are lowering every day. You never know what you're going to find in there. Go check it out because I can't help it. Dave and I just keep buying stuff. Deals and, and steals. <laughs> so, Got to make room gotta, gotta for all the new stuff, stuff that we're buying. 
I know. So uh, just go do that. Um, Dave had his birthday, so happy birthday, Dave. Thank I know you very that, much. I know that we've sort of done a couple celebratory episodes. Here we have. Point. It's been like three weeks of birthday, but I appreciate it. Just wanted to say happy birthday and remind the world that my birthday is going to be the day after this comes out. That's right. So shower me with your affection and gifts of DOD pedals and baritone guitars. <laughs> and uh, that's that. We're the birthday boys. Just that's wanted right. to make sure the world uh, celebrated it's us. It's kind of nice having a birthday like a week apart. It's yeah. pretty fun. It's, yeah, it is it's pretty cute. Uh, you got your AC-15. I know we talked yep. about this already very, a little Very bit. happy with it. Let's get a little update on that. Tell us tell us more. So hands-on thing. What have you, what are, what have you, what are you noticing just about the sort of general characteristics of the sure, AC-15. Sure, sure. Um, well, okay, so there was a little hang-up where I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but the seller that I bought it from forgot to provide the foot the foot switch That's right. that comes with it, which was included in the sale. He just forgot to pack it up, honest mistake. Um, I got that today, which I haven't tried yet, but I think that's going to be a big, helpful thing moving forward with that amp because there's the... Um, there's the tremolo, and then there's the the reverb, the reverbs, uh, n- you know, uh, knobs. Well, it'd be nice to have the foot switch so you can turn those on and off and with out. your foot. Oh yeah. Um, I will say it's the most sensitive reverb I've ever had because my I had an old Squire. What does define sensitive? What do you mean by that? Sensitive meaning I barely like I turned it from zero to like less than one, and it's like super thick into the mix. You know, That's, like, that seems like that seems like there might be a problem there. I hope not. But yeah, but the, usually the thing about the, the that it's overwhelming. You could loud. probably fix it with like a, a resistor change or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's it's like uh, something could maybe be interesting. Easily adjusted. I feel like if anybody out there knows anything about the AC15 circuit, yeah, uh, is let us know. Is the is the reverb usually that much of an issue? Like, yeah, maybe I'll a, take a, a quick video thing? just to show you. Yeah, you can let me. know That what seems you think. crazy because it's. I mean, it goes from. And it, by the way, it sounds amazing clean. Yeah, but uh, this old Squire reverb amp I had, that thing you could turn the reverb all the way up. And I know it's a totally different animal, but it would like, then you could really hear it once it was all yeah, the way yeah. up. But if you wanted to blend it just a you little. Splash it. Splash it a little bit. So in this case, it's, I mean, at one, the reverb like completely takes over the signal. That's too much. It's too much. And I, I'm not sure if the tremolo is doing the same yet. I really wanted to wait hmm. for the pedal yeah, to kind of exactly. play with that a little bit. Um, but now that I have the foot switch, I'll play with it this weekend and get you guys an update next week. But yeah, give us the update. Other than that, I love the amp. Um, <laughs> I, it's heavy. I dropped it on my foot. Oh. Uh, I was I was kind of bending over to get something from behind it or to pull the the cable was kind of trapped under the under the foot and I lifted it towards me arched over it with my guitar on and then I pulled the cord out and the whole thing just fell forward onto my right foot thank god I didn't break my foot Uh, it's bruised but it's totally fine Um, it hurts Just be careful out there. Gotta be careful with those things. I I looked at it's dangerous. Forty nine pounds for the AC fifteen. Straight onto the top of your in a small footprint. Straight onto my 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 white fleshy foot, and surprisingly, uh, no damage. Man, I could be walking around with a cast right now. So, uh, shout out to the guitar gods for that one for not uh, for saving me there. But uh, last thing I'll say is, yeah, I'm just I'm super happy with it. It's way louder than anything (laughs) I need right now. Um, and I've got to be very careful playing it late at night, which is actually when I really enjoy playing guitar. Of course. So, a couple, co- two, three cocktails deep. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the other night, you know, I was playing it pretty late after my birthday and I was like, all right, I better turn this down a little bit, you know? So love the AC 15, uh, super underrated amp, to be honest. You don't see a lot of them pop up. And I think no, it's, the couple that you do see, I'll just say it again. Got yourself a heck of a deal, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I mean, even even still, I probably would have paid more now that I have it, and now mm-hmm. that I know how how good it sounds, I would pay sub five hundred for that amp. I think. Now that you know how good it sounds and how much you like it, are you are, are you 
now more tempted or I guess motivated to uh, fix the, the grill cloth situation. You know what's funny, man? I well, I was talking to the wife because she she would help me with that. Yeah. she's the kind of the she's fabric sort of the deal. fabric mistress, and she was like, "I like how it looks," and I was like, "Yeah, but we really? can put a new grill on it." She's like, "I think it looks cool." And I was like, all right, so you either really don't want to work on I this with see, me. Yeah, exactly. Or it, it doesn't look bad. It's actually looked worse in the one picture when I bought uh-huh. it, like the way it was. So, you know, if people don't know, they all sag at the top. Yeah. The glue lets loose and they, the grill kind of sags down. It's just cosmetic. It doesn't change anything. Oh. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, it'd be cool to have the original, but I was getting all creative. I was like, oh, I'm going to cover it with like a paisley design or something crazy. Could you just re-glue it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you can stretch it and glue it. I'm not yeah. sure how involved it is. Um, but regardless, I'd have to take it off anyways. Oh, you would have it. to take it off. Okay. Yeah, did, that's, take, I guess, what I was asking. You couldn't just sort of like. No, pop I think it back that up. I think that whole kind of that gold trim piece mm-hmm. around comes off, and then I think you can reattach Got it. With glue. it. So that sounds like a little weekend project. It's a maybe, weekend. Like it's an, an early easy project. fall weekend project. And, I mean, I could get some cheap fabric. I wouldn't get anything like like I wouldn't go. I looked no, out. Dog, I looked online Louis, just like for get those, some like Prada or some shit. You know those? Oh, that'd be kind of nice, dude. Some Gucci on there. Get wild with that. That some LV. I. I think it's tacky as shit, but I Me think too. it's kind of sick Me also. Too. Um, I, I went to one of those Vox, you know, we replace amp parts yeah. and stuff. They wanted like 50 or 60 bucks for the piece that, that fits perfect. That's not, that doesn't seem that crazy to me. I mean, it's, I all, the, it's at, all the labor, man. It is, but I was looking at fabric, and I'm like, I could get some fabric for twelve bucks. Well, it's the sure. labor. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think I, I think if you like how it looks, then maybe you just yeah, we're gonna just, we're gonna leave it happens. for now. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to ask a couple things. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, how do do you do you have a preference between? And I know you obviously are in love with the new guitar that you just got, but do you have a preference between single coils or humbuckers with the AC15? I, I I mean it's as dumb as it sounds to answer this way. I think they both sound great. Yeah, sure. Um, no, I did I did finally get my strat out. Actually, that's when it fell on my foot. I was playing with my strat. Yeah, and um, that's what you get. That's what I get. The the it was the Les Paul gods were pissed mm. that I was that I went back. I have to say, man. I mean, it sounds fucking awesome. That uh, the strat that I've had since 2017. I've never really played that through like a great amp i mean maybe you played space. it here uh, you know at the ball we played it here that's true yeah. we played it here but that's like you know for five or ten minutes yeah exactly not really sitting down with it for a couple hours yeah. and really you know figuring it out so it was cool to hear it once i'd already gotten my ears kind of tuned to that amp to be like all right let's see what the single coils sound like so it sounds awesome either way man was I'm, it a lot cleaner did it not super break up cleaner as doesn't yeah. break up you yeah. know i mean I, you know, I like the mix, man. Like whenever I record guitar, I always want to do two different guitars yeah. on the same track sure. or, you know, the solos with the Les Paul and like the backgrounds with this dog. It's it's and to me, like there's no better combination than just single coils mixed with humbucker and then just just line them up real, real nice on the same track. <sighs> that thick, thick, dude. The thick, that, thick. that top end jangly. You cover the whole frequency That's spectrum, it, man. and then you just carve out the the mids for all your bass that you're throwing. Carve in out those you mids. Like, you like your mids and your bass. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's delightful. Um, I had I had somewhere I was. Oh, you know what I was gonna say. I this I haven't mentioned this to you yet. I I realized that I don't currently have a Les Paul a way to 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 make to get a single coil sound on a Les Paul like with the coil is that the coil tap mm-hmm. mod or something like that I don't or or, or on my or, you know on my ES335 either the, th- the 330 of course has P90s but I don't right. have I don't have like a non P90 more sort of like 
Fendery style single coil sound that I, I mean, get, which I was the thing I liked about. The, remember, you'll remember I had that gold. I top was just going to bring that, that up. The, the for tappies. a short while, you had a gold mm-hmm. top that had, and that's built in from the factory, right? Like, yeah, they're just pots. They're just yeah. push pull pots. I mean, would you consider replacing a pot on like your your Black Beauty or something? Like that? <sighs> well, here's the deal, bud. The uh, the Duncan Antiquities that I like. They're only two conductor, and oh, so to do a coil tap, you need a four conductor. So you got to replace the whole pickup. So, well, I just maybe I just get a different guitar. I mean, you have a Telecaster, but I don't. I don't want to ever play it. I only <laughs> like to play Gibson. The wait, wait, is like this your roundabout way of saying you want yet another? Guitar? I don't know. I well, the other thing is that I still have that Aria. I was kind of thinking mm. like maybe I could, perhaps throw some coil taps on that i don't know what the conductor situation is on those pickups but i would probably replace the pickups you could just do that anyways but then Uh, i don't know but i don't know know. mm. or 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 dave david and and i don't you don't see this too often coil taps on the 335 be cool it'd be pretty cool it's a job i would not do myself because Getting inside Mm-mm. hollow and semi-hollow guitars. You're just, right. It's just not my. That'd be the job for. Uh, I mean, we're semi-pros, but we're not total pros. Total semi-pros. It's I. I know how to do that, and I just don't want to because I. It just sounds so tedious and like a job that I'm not good at. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would be the move. You think though. that would be the move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming that you wouldn't have to replace the pickups, right? I, well, I've always. I, I've always sort of considered replacing the pickups on that thing anyway. They're Ooh. not the stock pickups. Oh, they're not? No. Oh. I think maybe the... I can't remember offhand. I think maybe the neck pickup is, but the bridge isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not... I can't... I have to I have to look that up. I can't remember. I think I think that maybe, maybe both might not be original, but I, I'm positive that the bridge is not. Would you... Let me ask you this. Yeah. And I know... Wait, my bro. I know you've had a Strat before. Mm. Oh, we've don't gone even, down this don't road. Don't even think about it. But would you say exchange or you know somehow swap the telecaster for like something like a strat something with single coils that you would play more often uh, what you know what i want i want the freaking <laughs> the freaking gibson nashville uh b bender guitar oh. is what i want okay but that has p90s though i that yeah those are see, different. it defeats the purpose i have a bunch of stuff with p90s yeah at yeah, this yeah. Point. i have p90s coming out my ears yeah, you're in a you're in a situation. I'm where in you're a just situation. Gonna need to buy another guitar. I think I have to. There's no way around it. You know what? The funny thing is, is I was actually looking at my my rack of guitars, <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, I could, I could just have like two real real awesome things mm-hmm. instead of all this stuff. Instead of all that stuff, because I've got all this stuff. We've talked but all about the stuff that. that I have now is so good too. It's all like it, everything that I have now. I would say is very good, but yeah. Too like great, but I could have, you know. I, I was watching. You know what happened, Dave? I watched the fucking slash the collection video on YouTube. It just has, and the- he just has every great Les Paul and and frankly just like guitar ever. And he it wasn't even his whole collection. He just brought like some of his stuff, like yeah, some of his. Oh, bursts. he's probably has a warehouse. Literally guitars, some yeah. of his bursts. He brought, oh, wow. you know what I mean? Like yeah. he didn't bring all of his old Gibson. Like it's just to that level. Mm-hmm. He, he he didn't bring. I think he brought one acoustic, and only it's only because it was like one of the double neck where it was an acoustic plus an electric. Yeah, you know. So was that a promo video for his new gold top that's coming out? You were saying? 
it's it's I wouldn't say it's a promo for it. It it really or was. It like there was a lot artists, of good content. There, it's like over an hour, you know. Yeah. Oh wow. But then towards the end, yeah, they sh- did they did show his, his new gold top with the dark back and every. T- God, I don't I don't I don't want to get I don't want to get angry right I now. I love a Dave. good dark back, dude. <sighs> I love a dark back. Yeah, they're beautiful. I just still get so angry about that podcast that was mean to us about dark backs, and they were wrong. They were wrong. Anyways, where, where are they now? Uh, we still haven't finished your last Paul thing. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, I have one more question for you. Oh, okay. Les Paul plus uh, AC15 yeah, has that. Very happy. Has that. Have you been bringing pedals into the mix yet? Ooh, no. I really haven't. Um, especially with the Les Paul. Like, I have that. Um, you got the, the Civil the, War. I have the Civil War, which I brought to the space Friday. I actually ended up leaving it there on my board. Oh. It sounds great. I don't think I'm going to use it, but mm-hmm. I. I just didn't feel like bringing it's it. Fun, home. sure. And um, that thing sounds great, but again, with the with the the loudness of these pickups and the kind of the natural the loud the loudness the natural overdrive that comes through that already, you yeah. don't need. I mean, yeah, I could take it to another you don't, level. This guy, we've got fucking Joe Bandamassa in the house telling us he doesn't need yeah. any pedals because his but guitar is so cool. Dude, you know me, man. I, and this has been since the beginning. <laughs> I haven't been. I'm not the pedal guy. I'm still slowly getting into it. Guy. So I, I, all I'm saying is that I am slowly going to push you towards putting together that little board sitting right next to me. Yeah. A pedal board of that size at some point just to have like a little tuner, a little... A little like maybe a little delay or just like a couple fun little things. On Do that. I need to get a I need to get a power? Thing and then we'll too. just get you a little. You know, honestly, it depends on what pedals you get. So if you get just like a bunch of analog, not crazy delay, like digital stuff, you can get away with one of those. Uh, you know, one spots. I use that's what I have right there. That's just yeah. like a little daisy. Because I have a new one of those. Well, I do have a show coming up September seventeenth, so maybe we can get this sorted. Where out. is that show, David? At the Burlington. The in, Burley. Uh, over in Logan Square over there. So I have seen you play there before. You have. You yeah. have indeed. In fact, that was before we really started hanging out. I think you came to the show, but I think that was when we really that we really that like, was we 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 were rekindling a little bit and I that's when you're like, Hey, I also have like a opening in my practice space. Yep. I was like, Huh, well maybe we'll investigate and then several years later, here we are. Here we are. Although we should add, I mean, it's not like we weren't friends. Like no, you, we were friends. We We've known each other a long time, like a decade before. But this that. was like, you know, bef- I mean, we what had we started the podcast? No, no, no. That was no because it, right? I, it, the podcast came out of out of that practice space. That practice yeah. Space. So there you go. So there this is pre podcast stuff. Um, very cool, man. <sighs> well, dang. Get yourself an AC fifteen out there. And Get yourself say, an AC fifteen. I, I want to throw one more thing out in the yeah, ring, please. If if all this Les Paul talk has got you a little sweaty, but maybe you don't have the cash to buy like a really nice Gibson, I know somebody with a lawsuit Aria two, uh, Gibson Les Paul that sounds fucking amazing. Is it your buddy Hank? It's your buddy Hank. It's your it's your host for the day, and uh, I want to say, guys, check out the uh, the reverb page from Gearbuds oh. because it's on sale right now and. Somebody just buy that thing, please. Yeah, it's cool. It just so happens that I might have bought something else already to like sort of fill, <laughs> fill the gap. And we might I, need to. F- I, we should we can't t- we can't get into it yet. Can we? No, we no. We'll wait till next week. Yeah. Saturday. It's in the d- mail right now. Tomorrow's a delivery so. day. Ah! So much. Dude, this has been a gear summer. It started it's, a little slow, and I blame you for most of it. And hey, thank man. you for the rest. So. Uh, dude, whoa! I'm, I like, I'm still, I can't, I can't wait to. I love talking new gear and upcoming things, man, and old stuff yeah. too. Uh, here's a, you know, definitely in some ways BFI, whatever. Full tone is closing down. 
Oh, I don't know if you've heard about this. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah, so it's weird. They ha- it's I like they were pretty popular. They're popular pedals, but you'll remember he got kind of canceled. Yeah, and that was that um, guy. That guy, Mike Fuller. Yeah, not. I mean, he's just. We'll we'll get there. So, first of all, it hasn't really sort. I guess been officially announced except. There was a post on one of the gear forums and then like from some other page and then it looked like it was official him writing out this sort of like fucking truly like rambling weird closing the company down email oh, okay. or like letter. So it lined up with his previous ramblings. Yeah. And and like it, but he you know, he wasn't straight up racist like he was before in it, but like he, you know, it had big boomer energy for sure. And he just like, was talking about how he's blah, blah, blah. Gonna, he like dropped how he has $3 million worth of worldwide trademarks and patents. Oh, so he's just like salty and throwing it I don't know there. what's going on. Um, but here's the, th- here's the thing. Is I, I then, I was really, it was really, I didn't like it. It felt bad to me. I didn't like how, how it, it felt icky. And I, so I dug in a little bit more and I found that the building that the company works out of right now mm-hmm. is listed for sale. Mm. And I wonder if he owns the building though. Well, check it out. The advertising its sale by stating, quote, the current ownership is preparing for retirement oh. and informs prospective buyers, do not go on site, all caps, employees not aware of sale. Please do not speak to anyone. So he put the <laughs> building up for sale well, I'm sure they heard about it, you know, yeah, at, this at this point. Yeah, right. So, uh, and, and a number of publications have reached out to Full Tone for comment, and there has, as yeah. of as of this press time on this, yeah. uh, no comment has been okay. issued. So that just I feel like you know you you could you could have let your employees know that you're preparing for this, and then yeah. just list the building for sale. Like, imagine finding out that way. I mean, your job. I can't speak to that. I know in the restaurant industry, this happens a lot. Yeah. Um, it happened at the bar across the street from me where they literally one day they had brown paper in the windows and there were people outside like we're supposed to start our shift in 10 minutes. Like what is going on? Mm-hmm. And the owner just didn't tell anybody they were closing. So this things Oof. do happen. Um, I, how many, did good. they say how many employees? They I, didn't, I do not know how many yeah. employees. Yeah, I get. I would guess he didn't own that building. I mean, there's, you know, a good chance in that mm-hmm. um, just because buildings are fucking expensive and, you know, most people rent. But yeah. um yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm, you know, and I always think, what's going to happen to you know the pedal? Those specific pedals are they going to become more collectible because they're not making them anymore? Yeah, it's weird. There's so many. I mean, there, I think was there ever? Did you ever own one? I've had a full number tone? of full tone pedals throughout the years. I've had a couple OCDs. I had a full drive two. Uh, the full drives. I did the freaking CME demo for the uh, tone, their tone bender, or the was that what's called the, the tone r- ranger? The ranger, yeah, that was a good sounding pedal. That was a fucking great. That's, I mean, the, some of the pedals sound great. I'm not saying that the pedals yeah, sound yeah, bad. I know what you mean. Yeah, that sucks. So, bye bye full tone. Uh, I guess here's a here's an update. Uh, we talked about the Pigtronics Glomer. We recently. did. And I want and I and I mentioned how when I was digging around on their site, I found another pedal that I hadn't really seen anything mm. about. And it turns out that there is another pedal called the Star Eater. And I watched the video that came That's out. It's a like, cool name. I know, dude. It's fucking, like and the the pedal itself is fucking sick, dude. What do we got? I watched the demo. It's a fuzz pedal, all analog fuzz. The video that they released came out June twenty second. See, or Reverb just like wrote about it, but the video that they put out came out like early summer. I was surprised that no one had yeah. talked about this. Well, you know they. Yeah, so uh, the 
first of all, I'll say this, and the, they, the, it was a very comprehensive demo, and it sounded equally sick on bass and guitar, which I very rarely can say that yep. about a fuzz pedal. That's a big Sometimes one. Sometimes they're like made tweaked for one or yeah. the other and but then you've is, doubled your market too with you know being able to do that oh so, big time yeah. and uh it has so first of all selling point number one sounds great on all the stuff selling point number two the freaking one of the knobs is called hunger <laughs> uh so that got me what does that course. do uh that's that's actually like the fuzz like, okay it's like the full-on cool. attack uh, knob it has uh, a sweepable filter on the contour foot switch and this is what where it gets like super uh, tweakable because the other thing about this pedal is that not only does it sound good on guitar bass one of the most tweakable sort of versatile fuzzes I maybe have ever heard it, w- it, it started off and it was like okay here's it sounding kind of like big and doomy and like a like a fuzz that you've heard before and then and then so by the way switchable between germanium and silicon on the pedal itself so mm-hmm. you can just like write on a little little rocker switch you can switch between those two and that gets you from the like doomy thing all the way to like the vintage sort of hendrixy thing as well which was surprised me how much it did there in conjunction with the contour switch which i mentioned and that's got a filter that's attached to it and you can either boost or cut with that nice and 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 that also was just like shocking how much it could go from you know maybe like a jack white kind of like yeah real thick hairy kind of fuzz to like a rippy like velcro-y sort of hendrixy fuzz to like a modern like super heavy nasty fuzz like all the way back to like a 90s Big Muff, Billy Corgan. No shit. Thing. It the was, big washy kind of stuff. It was, yeah, I couldn't believe how how versatile and just like every spot on the knobs sounding good. I mean, you're talking major versatility then. That's... I I really, I have too too many fuzz and dirt pedals yeah. and this one I was just like, can I, can can I, I get them? Can I get another one? And it's, this is out now. It's out. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you said they came out like a few months ago, right? Yeah, June 22nd when wow. this video came out. So, uh, I was stunned by the versatility, David, and I want to ask you, based on that and, yeah. and what we know to be solid build quality from Pigtronics, right? What would you uh, What would you think this is priced at? Um, this is a nice, you know, fuzzies, fuzzies, and we're doing a gear guess price price guess in the symphony here, which right, is which unprecedented. is rare. Um, yeah, I mean, the the funny thing about fuzzies is, you know, you can buy cheap ones, but then sometimes you get what you pay for. Mm. It seems like one, this one, one sound maybe. Yeah, some sounds like this one's really gonna. Uh, have some versatility. I'm going to go ahead and say 239. Ooh, I like that guess. Yeah. 179. Even better. Even better. I love when I guess high. That's I do too. Awesome. Dude, for 200 bucks, man, that's that's awesome. I honestly I, I think I'm, I I just I might have to get one. At least just to play with that, it. I say that at while. least once an episode. <laughs> uh there's so many so many things in this outline. We've already had so much beef that I think I'm going to skip around a little bit. Okay. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention this because there are it's a twofold a little two for two for here that uh, Kemper released the Profiler OS 8.7. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because it now provides support for uh, rig manager software on either your phone or your iPad. So before, like I, the way I control my Kemper is, uh, you know, I've got it through USB connected to my computer, mm-hmm. which is still totally fine, viable. But uh, if you have, a spe- it make, they make it especially easy if you have the pedal board version, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where it's like the Kemper is actually in the pedal board right that has a wi-fi chip in it and so that like in, you could just like boom connect to your phone um now with mine i have to like jump through an extra hoop of like connecting it to my network so i probably won't do that yet but um 
there there it, it is possible to still use the iPad or uh, iPhone version uh, of the app with your Kemper rack like I have. Right. And and in that case would you even need to fire up your whole computer and everything or could you, you just run the Kemper with your phone controlling Indeed. it? Indeed. I don't need I don't need to like to use my Kemper right now. I can still do I can still just like cycle through stuff on the front of it or with my yeah, controller. Yeah, it has but a the the, face, the yeah. of course the app itself is like way easier yeah. just like drag and drop and move stuff around right. and do all that and kind of customize stuff. Customize stuff. Customize everything. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it's it connects me to Wi-Fi. It's all uh, and all one of the other things I should add is it makes it super easy to if you have multiple Kempers, the app now makes it super easy to like you just they'll like all wirelessly talk, oh, you can talk like to each other and, and stuff and, and work together and do stuff. Some people have multiple campers. Yeah, sometimes I mean if imagine if you wanted first of all have like a backup, I guess is sure. part one thing. Or if you uh, like a, a guitar and bass or if uh, th- there are some there are some limitations in terms of like true multi amp rigs of what you can do with a camper. Right. So um, I think if you wanted to have like true stereo unique rigs you could you would need two of them okay um but yeah there are there are, believe it or not yeah i think it's of course more of a touring band deal you know oh yeah like yeah I, I don't know why i'd have maybe maybe two maximum but like i, don't, I still don't see really yeah i don't think more you than would one, need yeah uh, at home anyways the other reason i bring up kemper is because big news they opened up a freaking showroom a store in chicago yeah here oh i didn't know it was in chicago yeah it's here dog Wait, where'd they put it? Uh, it's, I think it's it's somewhere up north. Probably uptownish. Uh, oh, or really? Something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got to go check it out. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, you have to make an appointment. That sounds fair. So I guess yeah. I just this I, is weird, right? I don't. I I was I was surprised to learn that Kemper, which I believe is a German company, opened a store in a Chicago. U.S. showroom. Yeah, and the, in Chicago. I don't know. I mean, you know more than I. But I always think of like their one product and then some cabs and stuff like They've that. They've got the, the cabs but and whatnot. They really have like one, have one product. One hero product. <laughs> it's it takes a, it's in a few different forms. There's a lunchbox rack. There's the floor version, of course. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, and then like you mentioned, they do have the the cabinets. Right. Um, it is just funny because it's not like oh, if Marshall had a store, you would have all their crazy tube amps and maybe some signature ones, and they have a line of a hundred different you know models. Yeah. What? So I guess I don't know. I I, <laughs> I think I think that means that you and I are Gotta going go to have see, to have a pilgrimage and yeah. go check it out. Maybe I'll like bring my foot foot controller, have him like autograph we'll it for back. me. Or something. Yeah, I know it was funny when when was it you or Stingray that sent that? I think Stinger but, sent yeah. It. So what I thought, I mean, immediately it's just it's kind of ironic almost in a way because you're like you think of you know only having that like in a studio or like on the road, having it like in a store, it just seems weird to me. I mean, yeah, people want to try mm-hmm. them out. So that's obviously the main goal, um, but even to to with the real estate market where it is, just to like rent the something. real estate market these days. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, so we'll see. I will find out. We'll go. Do they say when they're opening? I don't know. It's open. Oh shit! Yeah, and we're. I think you and I should just show up with our own axes. Well, yeah, I was. Well, yeah. Maybe you bring a base. I'll bring a base, dude. Oh, of course. That just made my pee pee move. Do they have a base cab? Dude, they have. I have. I have so much awesome base stuff in that Kemper. 
Oh my gosh. No, I know. I know they do the sounds, oh, but oh, do they make, because oh. I know they make the guitar cabs so you can play it live. Well. Because I can only assume that's kind of their setup is like, we'll run you through one of our cabs so you can hear it. I'm not. So the thing is, is with those, those types of cabinets are they FR, FR typically, which is full range, so they can, whatever. It's like a keyboard amp. Like right. you can do I think it's tip. I think it's more of one of those types of deals. I don't think that it is. I'm, I'm not actually, I'm not sure. I've never used the Kemper cone with the, in the Kemper yeah. cabinet with all of the different K's. Yeah. Because uh, I remember we first, first started talking about these things and i was always like yeah but what's the point if there's no cabinet mm-hmm. and you're like but there is there's but there is. is um very cool very cool one more thing in the symphony here i'd like to get to let's do it uh and this is man you know i just <sighs> could be a bfi okay kind of definitely stinks of bfi <laughs> and uh this is from our friends at gibson and you know how much it, it pains me to ever say anything negatory about the sure. Gibson. And I'm on the I'm on the Gibson. But the Gibson now, is so. my brand, and I can do this in Italian accent because of my family. Uh, but dude, here's the deal. They came out with some freaking some some like clothing. They came out with a clothing line. Oh well, like not but just like, like the T-shirt with the logos line. and stuff. Yeah. In collaboration with someone come out called with Billy Reed. Bad jeans. Oh, I know Billy Reed. That's you actually do. a high-end clothing store. Okay, well. Very uh, expensive. Well, the they've come out with a collection of men's and women's ready-to-wear as well as guitar accessories. Uh, includes things like a leather cafe racer jacket, Western-style shirting, sweater, sweatshirt, T-shirts, bunch of accessories. Um, there's a ladies. It's all, dude, it's all, it's all sort of inspired by the hummingbird. So there's like a ladies oh, hummingbird with like um, that design from dress, the garden stuff, sort of, but That's like tweaked cardigans. Uh, okay, so I feel like you're. Oh, I was expecting you. Well, to you're be like, a, you're oh, a fashion girl. man, I, my I, guy. I, yeah, here's okay. Yes, I mean we don't dress like shit. No, no, we don't wear like boot. I just jeans. it's hard for <laughs> it's hard for me to take clothing from a guitar brand seriously because totally. you know it's like well, I, it just feels like, yeah it's it's like. Fender's been doing this for years. It's like if you, you know, it's sort of, I don't, I don't want to shit. Like, I'm, I just feel like so, it's always so tacky. And so, I, I would rather just like get my fashion. I just feel like Johnny Depp or someone like playing yeah. dress up or well, something like that. There's a couple things. Oh, check out my fucking, I don't want to say any prices yet, but like check out my r- ridiculously yeah. expensive Gibson well, scarf it, okay. that I have. So here's what I like. Here's what it's I like called the Kissing like. Hummingbirds. That's what the design is. I okay. Say. That's kind of cute. I mean, I'll get Mandy one okay. of the dresses. Um, Here's the thing. We'll it doesn't say, does it have like Gibson logos all over it? No. Even if it's like a work shirt with Gibson in the corner, I'm out. No, exactly. You know, something yeah, like that. Pass. But if it's like, yeah, like a flannel shirt or like a nice like sweater. Yeah. And you just don't know where it's from. Yeah. Billy Reed makes like high end, kind of like plain style clothes. Like, um, you know, basics. just like. Yeah, like basics. Exactly. Um, and, but like nice, you know, jeans and all that stuff. So that being said, the fact that they're partnering with like a higher end okay. brand this is making me feel better about it because I, I i you know you're right i do know a thing or two about fashion especially from things in my past but like the uh i'd never seen that name before I and so a, not knowing the name i was just like well, what the fuck so i've gotten we were actually talking about clothes before we started uh recording oh. here. and you know i was talking about like tj maxx and the stuff max. like that you can buy like fender shirts there Sure. And yeah, my yeah. mom was always like, oh, you you play a Fender. Here's play? a Fender shirt. And I'm like, wow, I'll never wear Here's this. Here's a double X Fender yeah. shirt. Well, I got from the in-laws, and I've never worn it, never even taken the tags off it, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a collector's item one day, unless I gave it away to Goodwill. I might have mm-hmm. done that, actually. Um, but it was like a black Fender work shirt. 
And then it was like short sleeve work shirt with like it said fender up in the Dude, corner. Dude, I have two. It looks like you would change oil in it. I have two black work shirts in the other room. That uh, one's Taylor. One is. Uh, yeah, they're like the ones the guys wear at Nam and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a Taylor one, and what's the other one? Oh, uh, Magnetone, the oh. amp company. I think. Yeah, I think we've talked about the yeah. Magnetone. He gave me that shirt off his back. That's right. I, I, I would never wear it. I was like, it's kind I, of a yeah. I mean, cool it, was, it was a nice, though. it was a nice, yeah. it was a nice moment, but it's still just like I'll, I'm never, I'm yeah. not gonna wear it. So that's how, and I had this one. I think I, I did clean out my closet a few months ago, and I think I finally like was like, just I'll give it to Goodwill. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna wear this ever. But um, that being said, I, I think they're not going for that angle, which I can kind of appreciate. They're not just like, oh, we're just gonna blast like our logo all over everything, or put like a tribal design on the back with like a skull or something like that, you know. All right, so uh, now now that you know this, yeah, uh, I want I want to just have you. I'm gonna. This is gonna be an interesting guessing game here because I'm yeah. gonna, I want you to guess the lower range and the higher range of the prices of the prices. What the everything? Well, give me an between. item again. So like, yeah, we're talking like they've got a fucking they, handkerchief and like okay, the handkerchief. little things, but like, and then all the way up to like a leather jacket, right? Right. So um, yeah, just give me a guess. The leather jacket's got to be like twenty five hundred bucks. It's that's fifteen hundies. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say two grand. Yeah. You know, maybe after it, things between like sixty, like sixty eight dollars to fifteen hundred dollars. Like the the crew neck sweatshirt. The Johnny was Depp like, handkerchief was like three hundred bucks. Sixty eight dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Higher. Oh no. There was a there was a three hundred dollars scarf. As oh, well, they sure. the big like puffy scarf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, like at Billy Reed. Again, I was like, I can't afford to shop there, but I would mm. definitely shop there if I had oh, money. So interesting. They make cool shit. Um, so I, you know, shout out to Gibson for at least partnering with like a legit. Okay, so company. maybe maybe my initial Stanko BFI might be a slightly G- GFIer. Sure, sure. Like, have you ever? Um, I'm trying to think of a brand. Like, have you ever heard of this brand? It's like, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, freaking Affliction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with see, the, with the big old tribal. That stuff. was the route that like the Fender went. It was right, kind of exactly. the affliction, like yeah. loud patterns and stuff. A bunch of like sort of like blurry stuff, Skulls, big all over print. A, uh, a, you know, a P base headstock. You know. <laughs> I had a, I the, had a Fender the freaking. Shirt. Uh, how many uh, blueprint shirts do you think they've made? Oh man, too many. Dog, guess what? What symphony's up? All right, that it's means time. Something else is on. You're gonna like this one. And it is Dave's Ducks. This was recommended to me by a friend who watched it. What is it? And I enjoyed it. And it's might not be what you're expecting because I think we've talked about a couple other docs in the last we've few. We've talked weeks. about a lot of docs recently. And then and I, what uh, happens is my little doc radar goes. I'll just watch something else. You're a radar. I'm the guy, you know, I'm the guy like everyone's like, hey, watch this. And I'm Dude, like, throw no, us I'll like, watch that. We've been throwing a lot of balls lately. You're throwing me a ball, a little curveball. A little curvy. Uh, I watched a Brian Wilson documentary. Oh, nice. It's fr- it's on PBS. So if you, you can actually log in through your cable provider and watch, P- and watch PBS or you can pay them like, I don't know, some monthly fee. I've they have paid, a lot of good I've docs. Paid, I've paid them at one point to watch something and now I can't remember what it was. Yeah, they have a lot of good documentaries. Um, What's it called? Long Promised Road. Okay, and when did it come so out? So this is a 2021. Oh, new. Yeah, it's a new doc. Um, okay. And I, we, I did a Beach Boys doc back when we were doing the, uh, you know, when we were doing the, the remote sessions. Sure. But that was a Beach Boys doc. That was yeah. more the story of the whole band. This focuses on Brian Wilson, and it has this uh, this gentleman who's been interviewing him since 1995 or 97 for Rolling Stone magazine. He's kind of the guy who was, like, going to his house when he was, like, in bed, and they were like, hey, you know, like... He got out of bed like yeah. they were writing articles about him like every week they became friends so it's the same guy interviewing him and it's current it's like modern day brian wilson oh wow which i 
no offense, Brian Wilson. I had to Google it. Didn't know if he was still alive technically. Yeah. Uh, he's 80 years old now. Right. But he's such a he's such a charming, awkward, uh, kind of funny, happy guy. Oh, that's like. that makes me so happy to hear that because I've like I've in I haven't directly interacted. I've been near Brian Wilson a couple Have of times, really? and he seemed. Like a like he was only surface like there like he couldn't he's introverted. I, went, I got to, I went to a Q and A with him once and then I was like I was also backstage at, for one of his gigs once and yeah. like I was near him and like it seemed like he was really out of it. Yeah, don't get me not wrong. Lucid. He's not like outgoing by any means, um, but he's 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 introverted and he's socially awkward. But okay. he, but he's friendly. Like I, like there's a scene where they go to like this you know. Um, they go to like a cafe and they're just like eating lunch because hmm. he's like, you know, he tells the guy, I forget the guy's name now, um, but he tells the guy like, hey, you know, I don't really want to do an interview today. Can we just like drive around and listen to music? And then the guy's narrating. He's like, a lot of times Brian just wants to drive around and listen to music. Like, but I end, Who up, doesn't, I end up getting an interview out of him because we're just so they set up cameras in the car and they're just like cool. kind of like uh, comedians in the cars getting coffee, Seinfeld like, vibes kind of just what's like, the deal with pet yeah. sounds. He's like, yeah, exactly. Dude, so I will say, um, this is a legit documentary, performances, music. It goes all the way back. Obviously, Brian Wilson's in it. He's one of the producers yeah. on it. So like, he had to approve everything. Um, interviews with Elton John, Bruce Springsteen, Jacob Dylan, Taylor Hawkins, RIP. Jacob was, Dylan? Yeah. Getting Bobby's boy done. He knew, he knew a, little bit, uh, a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, Nick Jonas knows a lot about music. He was talking wow. about kind of the Beach Boys and their history and stuff. And then uh, Don Was. Do you know the famous producer Don that Was? That sounds familiar, but I can't Yeah, you probably recognize him if you saw him. Um, I recognized his face and I didn't know his name. He's in it a lot. And there's a great scene where, well, first of all, of course, they spend a lot of time on pet sounds, right? Uh, thank you, thankfully. Dude, but I, I will say this like, as you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have brought it up on Gearbuds, but. If you're listening to the show right now and you don't appreciate pet sounds, like just I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, dog, because that's just the that's the thing. It's one of the greatest albums it's, of all it's time. So, it's so it's, amazing. It's it's it was recorded in four studios, so it, like the sounds are all over the place. Um, you know, they recorded like verses in one studio and like the choruses in another. Like just crazy our, stuff. Our gal, uh, um Carol Kay. Carol Kay's all over that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, or she play, I know she definitely played with the Beach Boys. I can't remember if she was on. I pet think she might have done. Yeah, she might have worked. And it's so funny because I I imagine the way this documentary is that Brian Wilson I think he played on everything on it. Well, like he would he would conduct people, but then also sometimes go back and replace. Plus, they would do it live, and, yeah. so he would have to have like exactly. live musicians yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah. So there's a cool scene where Don was is sitting at a board and he starts isolating out oh. vocals. Bro, chills, dude. Like you want to talk about live performance where you can hear the band, you know, in the background because mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of messing with before he does the vocals he's kind of messing with some of the music showing you oh there's a banjo overlaid with a piano overlaid with mm-hmm. like some other crazy shit like they were they were just really taking chances or i should say brian was really taking chances with you know when he wrote and recorded this album mm-hmm. and then he singles out the um the vocals and uh on uh, god only knows oh that's the song and bro it is like it's it's perfect it's absolutely perfect and it's just the, the 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 quality of the notes that are being sung and just the the mix mm. and everything. So that was a cool scene. It kind of reminded me of the uh, Paul McCartney one when they start playing with the sliders, and oh, he's phasing. That he's black taking and white one. He's like, yeah, you're yeah, with um with Rick Rubin. That's right. And he's like, you want to just like take out the guitar for here and just listen to the what bass. What was that, Doc? Three, two, one, McCartney. That's right. 
Or McCartney three two one. Okay, so it it starts it goes all the way back. Comes to, to modern stuff. Does it cover? Does it does he talk about his? You know, like um, I guess the when the psychotherapy, all yeah. the weird electrotherapy mm-hmm. and stuff that they put him through. Do yeah, they talk man. About that kind of well, stuff? so here's what's here's what's uh, really wild about that. So for people who don't know, they were on the road really hard. They they blew up in the early sixties. And then in 1964, they're, they're touring, they're world famous. He already had like, I think, 10 singles under his belt that were like some of the best 10 songs and like the highest rated songs mm-hmm. in the world. And this is before Pet Sounds because then he has a panic attack on the bus in 64 and he's like, I'm done touring. Like in the middle of the tour, I think, he's like, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. going, I'm, I'm locking myself in a studio and I'm going to write this music that's in my head. And that is what ultimately becomes Pet Sounds, which is pretty crazy. I only took him two years to write it. Um, so they talked about how, you know, he would have like violent, um, he would hear voices in his head, essentially, like audi- auditory hallucinations. Oh. And they were violent. Like he thought people were trying to kill him and all this stuff. And this went on undiagnosed for like two decades, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. So it really kind of speaks to mental health too and how we treated it back then. Yeah. And, you know, he was trying to self-medicate with alcohol. He got into cocaine really hard. Mm. Um, but, you know, it wasn't just, he wasn't just like out of it the whole time. These were just, they would come in phases, you know, and then it would go away and it would come back. Sounds horrifying. It is. It is. Um, but then, so the, did he get like electroshock therapy and did they, they, did they that didn't to mention electroshock personally, but here's what it did happen between in 1983, his brother Dennis died, mm-hmm. um, who was the drummer and who also wrote, you know, sang on a bunch of the lead songs and stuff like that. And he was 39 years old. So that really spent him, sent him into a tailspin. And he was already like, you know, Brian was. He was already like, you know, way into drugs, way into alcohol. Well, they hire this, they hire this um, psychologist, psychiatrist, I guess you could call him. But his name was Dr. Eugene Landy. And he's like, he's like world famous to have like worked with celebrities and try to get people into rehab. He made him go to like Hawaii for like three months just to like get off everything you know, basically. But then he got really weird because then he wasn't allowed to call his friends and family for nine years. He wasn't allowed. Under his doctor's orders. Now. Yeah, this this, this comes up in that that movie. mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember what that's called. Um, And he was under, and and this is Brian telling this story. Mm -hmm. He's like, I was under heavy sedation from 83 to 92. Yeah. Just completely. I'm sure they gave him psychoactive drugs and then that probably just like whacked him out. Plus he's under kind of like the spell of like working with this doctor being like, this is the only thing that's going to help me. So they didn't mention the electrotherapy, but they did start to talk about how he controlled his life 24 hours a day. Um, He would do weird shit, like make him eat food off the floor, like make Brian eat food off the floor. And then like, but then he'd be like the next day, he'd be like a really angry dad. And then the next day he'd come in and be like, Hey Brian, like, how are you doing today? We're going to like, you know, do some stuff and just really playing mind games. It was, it was kind of, kind of messed up, but he gets out of it. He gets out of it. So here's when, here's when he ends up getting fired. Uh, and this is kind of like the, uh, some kind of monster in a way he starts wanting to help write songs and records. And Brian Wilson's like, nobody helps me write (laughs) fucking, like you're in, you're barking up the wrong tree. And eventually just, he fired the fucking guy. He was like, dude, yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty crazy. I will say this, like the the movie, it's not chronological, so it made it hard for me to kind of take notes because yeah. it kept going back and forth. Um, they not your favorite. About, you prefer a little bit more. Of a I narrative. like a nice straight linear yeah. kind of thing, but they really jump around. So it got kind of tricky with as far as like trying to like organize my notes and stuff. But 
Um, that's pretty much like right, you know what story. I'm gonna ask. Tell me about any gear spotting you might have. So seen much good there. gear. Um, the main ones that I found were like the vintage ones. Um, so obviously when the Beach Boys started, they played matching white Fenders. So it was a '66 white P bass with that's what Brian Wilson played, with, and with, it was wait, a so those with dots. The, uh, yeah, it was dots. Um, oh yeah, P bass is only yeah, only dots. dots, and then. But it was uh, white with a white pickguard, which was super rare for the time because mm. they whites came with tort, so it must have been a custom order. Uh, white Jaguar and then a, um, a white Stratocaster. So that was kind of like what the three guys up front played. Jangle, jingle, jangle, jangle, jangle. A lot of zing in that zone. A lot of zinging, baby. Uh, then later they showed um, they showed Carl. Carl was the guitar player. He was the other brother. Mm-hmm. So it was three brothers and a cousin and then another friend. Um they uh, he played a he was playing a Rick a Rick like I think a three thirty or maybe the bigger one what's the three sixty three sixty I think yeah it was the bigger bodied one uh, and then an Epiphone Casino they showed him playing Ooh. there too but um, Brian didn't you know it's kind of funny Brian didn't really play guitar like, a yeah. lot of people didn't know that like he played crazy piano mm-hmm. and then bass so an excellent I've used seen, that I've seen a lot with the bass use the thumb technique like so so gentle on the instrument thrum, 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 like when thrum, i pick thrum. it up i'm always like where can we thrash I'm a, it i'm gonna thrash that yeah shit. i'm gonna pick the shit out of it. and he's just like Doom, like barely hitting notes and you're like this sounds man perfect. i never pick the bass i just I oh, never I do it. it it's so fun um and then the last thing i want to yeah. say like they so i didn't know this so did you ever hear the smile record oh of course okay so yeah. for people who don't know smile was a record he smile smiley smile it was so basically when pet sounds came out it didn't really do that well i think it debuted at number 10 and people kind of were like ah. so he brian like freaked out and he's like i instantly have to start recording a new record mm-hmm. so he starts to record this record called smile which he abandons in 1967 they don't finish it mm-hmm. and then they ha- they show uh it wasn't until 2004 that they performed it live and then they released the record that same around that same time. I remember my best bud at the time growing up, he was like so freaking into it and bought the like super and it, deluxe. Isn't like, it like the, isn't that like CD the, the ultimate hipster version. album? Like the ultimate hipster thing. To be dude, like, there's some there's some really good stuff. But in there. but Brian's funny because he's like, dude, we could have released this back then and like nobody would have cared. But it's like now that we released it like, you know, almost forty years later, mm-hmm. it's like this is like a bigger deal. And yeah. this, he's like, it was too ahead of its time. It's a very complex record. Mm-hmm. If you listen to it, the sounds and the, and the, the music is all over it's the amazing. place. It's not straightforward at all. Um, and then they show people playing some of the songs live and you're like, he's got 20 musicians on stage and there's a lot of really cool modern um, studio scenes where he's talking about his process. He's going to record all the background music first, then the backup vocals and then the lead vocals finally at mm. the end. So I thought that was kind of backup cool. vocals first. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Wild. I so, guess his his what he he would call backup vocals is a lot different than what maybe I would yeah. say. I'm not constructing like choirs of beautiful yeah, harmonies. Yeah, like such. six part harmonies you and know, stuff. There's like also that. he's building chords and stuff with the voices. Completely, dude. So fucking awesome. Um everybody check it out. You can go to PBS.com and watch it there. Um Give me that arbitrary rating, dog. Great story. Yeah. It was warm and heartbreaking at the same time. Uh so many good gear spots, nerdy studio songwriter talk. Uh, my only gripe, like I said, was it jumped around a little too much chronologically. Yeah, that's not your fave. But it's fine. It's worth watching. I mean, if you're not taking notes on it, just enjoy the movie. And it's was great. the um, the one who's like got, gotten real weird and like tried to like t- take over? What was his name? Not Will. Not the not Wilson one that was in the Beach Boys. They didn't really talk about that. Oh, well, he likes he he sang songs. Hart. Yeah, Mike well, Mike Hart. Yeah, they, yeah. Did, that he, was the he was the cousin. Is he, is he in it? 
Uh, not really. Yeah, I no. feel like okay. So that, yeah, he's gotten weird. Yeah, they they really focused on Brian and then his relationship with his brothers because okay. they both passed away. Because Mike Hart, I was a pretty sort of like important part of the Beach Boys for a yeah. while when like Brian wasn't really doing. Oh, anymore. absolutely. So yeah, I think he kind of filled in and they kept touring. when yeah. he was probably working on Pet Sounds and probably from ten years on after that. Um, I just didn't know that he ever performed again. Yeah, like Brian Wilson had performed a bunch. You can probably oh, find seen YouTube him. videos yeah. and you've seen him live. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had no idea, and uh, and and the most recently he performed. Well, as far as the documentary showed, it was like 2016 or something like that. He played. Yeah, I and maybe rem- even more recent than that. I can't remember. It was, it was around then when I saw him, and still sounds fantastic. Yeah. I mean, his voice is—you know—he's getting older. Well, that's what I was saying. I saw. I was like, I was, I was backstage, and he was actually John Cusack was going to come out and like sing a song. So it was like those them like practicing. Yeah, but like t- they just like they had to like direct him to the piano on stage and sort of like plop him down yeah. and that and then he like played and it was great but it just it's it's, it's all that like, in between he didn't really seem like he was all all yeah. there from yeah what I, from my observation yeah. it was weird yeah you should watch this that's interesting i I, I, I don't think i ever knew that you uh yeah. you were close did you meet him or was it just no like, i was just near what were you was it for zounds or something like that no it was my buddy just knew more for pitchfork oh yeah yeah oh, and then i got to go to pitchfork. i got to go to the debut of that movie that he made with John Cusack as well, which was like some years before that. Mm, that's right. And um, I have not watched that. At, that was at the Music Box, and then there was a live Q and A with him and John Cusack. Oh wow! On stage, that's cool. And again, he just didn't really seem this again. That, this was like a, a few years before when mm-hmm. I was like near him, but um, he didn't really seem all there. I mean, he. So I'm, happy, I'm happy to hear that in this movie. It well, seems like he's I mean, he's not together. like a jolly, happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. guy. But and I think he really trusts the interviewer that's with him, like in the entire film, because mm-hmm. um, they've again they've been friends for like 30 years. So I think and it, there, there's a sad part where he's like, you know, I just don't have any friends, and I'm just like, ah, dude, that's just like so heartbreaking mm-hmm. because this guy. And I mean, I get, I know how like famous people end up that way and right. like this and that, but he's a different case. I mean, he's one of the same, greatest songwriters of all too. time. So. Um, anyways, yes. I loved it. It was warm and heartbreaking at the same time. Eight out of ten surfboards. Check it out. Brian Wilson, Long Promised Road, 2021 PBS. Surf's up, dog. Surf's up. Good one. That was a long one. That was a beefer. How did that was, I felt it was pretty normal. Okay, good. Yeah, it felt there it was full content. Yeah. Uh great. Your reviews have just like totally only continued to skyrocket towards the moon of uh, Roger Ebertness and, and a little Siskel. <laughs> I'm just really becoming a film reviewer now. Uh, right? you're, you, you're, you've blossomed, my friend. You're, uh, you, you are fully in bloom. You know what's, you know what's so fun about, about the docs, man? It's like there's always – I try to get one thing out of every time I watch one. Like one, one main key, takeaway. Yeah, one takeaway, whether it's just Something about the to. relationship of the band or like some interesting thing what's in the story. What's your key takeaway from this one? Well, I didn't know about the psychiatrist thing. That was yeah. pretty fucking crazy. And then I like how he can. Wait, so have you not seen music. the movie that he made about I, that? No. What uh, is that? The John Cusack? Yeah. One? No, no, I have never seen it. You should see it. Yeah. You would like it. So does John play him in the movie? John plays older uh, Brian Wilson and young uh, Brian Wilson is played by Paul Dano. Okay. Who is just a freaking powerhouse actor. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. Okay, cool. Should, I've I've, I've heard of it. I can't remember what it's called. I can't either. Um, but, but I've seen I'll it. I'll find and it. It was very good, and you'll really it. like it. Awesome. Yeah. Here we go. Future gear. Woo. No per dope buck or yuck. What do we got today? We got some stuff. Got a grab bag. Got a grab bag of guitars and some. Do we've got? Here we go. You know what we've got? We've got two guitars, or two sets of guitars. One might say, and two 
really sort of freaking interesting uh, out there technology bits. Okay. So let's start with the guitars. Let's do it. First one, alligator strat. You know about this one. That Jerry Gar- Garcia oh, yeah. uh, new I, guitar. At first, I, th- I thought of an alligator body with like a guitar headstock. I don't with know. like a strat headstock. Yeah, know, like what? Wait, what? I, that that honestly might be a little bit more interesting to me. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, here it is, Jerry Garcia's alligator strat. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a strat. It's cool. It's got a bunch of it mods a, on it. I think it. it was a fifty-five or something originally. Uh, it's so it was originally given to him. Uh, by Graham Nash in late 1969. I know that. Yeah. Uh, it became iconic on his Europe 72 tour. And then, you know, of course, he started playing all the weird wolf, crazy handmade yeah. guitars after that. Totally. Uh, but they, dude, I, the one thing I will say for sure is in that freaking custom shop, master builder world, they can clone an instrument with startling accuracy. Yeah, did you watch the video? I watched the video with the stickers. And that's his old tech or something? The guy who yeah. was... And he's like, oh, yeah, all the wear is exactly correct. The wear is exact. But the stickers, they... You have to have those, like, specially printed. Do you you remember? So they were... And and I know this might be a little triggering for you. I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. And and I should add, this is called the Alligator Stratocaster because of an alligator sticker. Yep. Okay, so... I yeah, just it doesn't have like alligator. Give it its proper like place. Stickers, their proper place mm-hmm. in guitar building. The pantheon of guitar building. Uh, so is actually a master builder, Austin McNutt. It was the one who got to deconstruct the original guitar, learn its parts, put back together a spot-on replica. Wow. Um, limited to 100 built-to-order instruments. Uh, it's got like a big metal plate instead of the normal thing yeah, on there. It's got a different bridge. Panel, right? Um, I can't remember. There's something different about the pickups. Um, couldn't find a price on this one, Dave. No, me either. I looked it up. Do we think it's going to be like the Rocky Strat, like the George well, Harrison? Deal? And we were talking about that. I mean, they only made twenty of those, right, or twenty five? I think maybe? it was something like that. And those this, sell around like for twenty thousand. And I there's going to be a hundred of these, Hundos. so there's a little more. It did. I did dig on the website, and it did say that they're built to order. Yeah, so, they're not making only these in up advance. to a hundred, which is interesting because I feel I. Yeah, why I'm surprised. Make... I feel like the other ones they would always just make in advance and like that we're gonna sell them. Well, that's funny. They put a number on it when they're like, "What if they don't even cap, sell? cap the build order?" Well, yeah. that's. I mean, but that's an interesting way to gauge the price because you're like, "Well, what if you guys end up only making twenty of them?" Then the price is gonna go up. Oh yeah. So maybe better buying one now if they got a lower ground floor on them. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should inquire. Um, you know what it did remind me of a lot was the Terry Kath Strat, because they had to. They, the telly, sorry, thank you. They had to recreate it with the stickers and everything like that's that, right. and like the duct tape on oh, the Oh, that's right. To go back to the stickers, the, they were talking about how specifically when they were first working on it, they realized that the sticker that he put on there he got in Europe and that the the sticker stock that they were using in Europe at the time Different. was very high quality and like yeah. nice and thick and like the way that it... Uh, it was like a plastic almost. I don't something. know, something about it. They, they tried using just like American stickers and they had to go and get these European stickers. Wow, so the paper had to the be deal. like the, specifically. Yeah, the thickness was a lot that's different. That's interesting, yeah. So can't do the price game on this one. But no. Uh, if you're an interested, bleed a bleed a bleed you're like the biggest Jerry fan ever, I mean. You've probably already got the other guitars. Probably already know We know Jim Arsay will get one because he's got all the Jerry stuff. Yeah. But yeah, go check it out. Uh, also, I and I've got to be honest, I'm like, infinitely more excited about these and it's strange to admit because they're freaking squires but those new did you see the uh cme chicago music exchange exclusive uh, classic vibes that they did i think so where they did it's they did five models so jag jazz strat stang bass six which fucking love to see and that. they use some wild colors don't they and 
to your point, a bunch of really fucking ex- interesting exclusive colorways. And those are walnut. And with the walnut, I believe that there, it, I think on all of them, it does black block inlays on the cool. fretboard. Oh, that looked cool. There's a Lake Placid matchy, matchy headstock, yeah. Lake Placid blue, sparkling purple. That's the one I matchy saw. Matchy matchies. Yeah. And shell pink matchy matchies. That's right. And you know what's funny? Because we were we were going on about base sixes a few We've weeks ago. We've been going ago. on for a hot minute yeah, about base sixes. But a sixes. few weeks ago specifically. And I've been I, out here for a minute. I know, right? And I looked and I was like, oh, let me just see if like I can find like, what are they asking on a new one or something? Because yeah. we were talking about how they were, they were blowing out some of the, maybe the last year's models or something. Probably to make room for Blowing out my mind. And I saw the pink one and the purple one, and I was like, do you know about this? And then it said That's right. on the right side of the page, you can't order them yet, but you can pre-order or whatever. Pre-orders. Uh, they're fucking cool. I'm a sucker Aren't for a cool, cool color, man. man. And it's like, you, I already kind of like the classic vibe series to begin with. I already kind of super want a base six to begin with. Yep. And I already kind of don't want to spend 10x a, a freaking... yeah order of magnitude higher than what they're asking on these bad boys. Now, I mean, here's the interesting thought, because, you know, we like to play in the used the used uh, guitar business. Might have bought a couple two-tree. Uh, buying a brand new one. Would you buy a brand new one? This is this is what I'm struggling with right well, now. Because well, because you're going to get a better... I just bought an old thing, so yeah, like, I kind of scratched it for a minute. Hypothetically, if you hadn't bought an old thing. I... I I could see getting a CME exclusive either purple or pink basics because if you go find one, I guarantee they're gonna like well maybe not double in price, but they're gonna go up. They're quite a up bit. in price, yeah, for sure. I mean, looking at how much the the ones now are, I might I might just get one. Now the walnut thing, I didn't I'm, hear about that. Yeah. That's not on the base six though, right? Because a base six I walnut saw, would look insane. I know. I I can't speak to that specifically because yeah, I, I think I've seen it might be purple and blue for sure, but I'm not I'm not sure. Man, if that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's no question. I, I personally, I'm thinking purple or pink. Yeah. Well, you do love that shell pink. You know, I do love the shell pink, <laughs> but I've never even come close to owning a purple guitar. And that also sounds exciting. But a purple sparkle, a purple guitar. sparkle bass six dog. That would be pretty, with that'd, the be, matching that'd be pretty nifty. Oh yeah. Only with the matching headstock. But so the pink with the matching headstock that's, is that's the one that just like I it's feel like awesome. that would have to be what it would, it's awesome. it would have to be. Um yeah, I got really excited about this. Dude, Squire's always they're always doing cool stuff. Did you happen opinion. to catch the price on those base sixes? Four forty nine? Five nineteen. Ooh. Damn. Yeah, no, they've I think they've been like four seventy nine or eighty nine, so they're at you know, there's a little bit of upcharge for the matching headstock, sure. basically. And then also Inflation. Right now, yeah, major in fashion, and I would say like the used ones I'm thinking are like still in the. Fourth. Oh no, I said inflation. I'm sorry. Oh uh, well, in, in fashion as well. Yeah, I guess you have met, the shell pink is in fashion right now. I would ever say. since that the, the get back came out, you know. Ever since freaking John Mayer. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Damn it, Mayer. Um, Damn you, Mayer. Dude, I like it. I think, uh, yeah, I think if you'd buy a used one for 450 plus tax and all that crap you might as well just get the brand new get one the brand new that's, one from that's where i'm at yeah go get sure. those those are so freaking sick two more things to talk about and this one actually both of them i there's a chance that i'll acquire yeah so get that on the fucking board right there right. first of all nectar n-e-k n-e-k N-E-K-T-A-R. Yeah. Uh, they actually, they are mostly known for making like keyboard controllers and such. I used to have their keyboard controller. It's pretty freaking sick. They also make software and such. Yeah. Uh, they that. have come out with something called, and I, you know, naming is hard. 
witty flex. Do you feel like these electronic industry guys like really take it to another level? They're great at engineering. Stuff. I'll say this. <laughs> W-I-D-I-F-L-E-X. Witty, like MIDI plus Wi-Fi. So maybe it's Weedy? Widey. I don't know. Yeah, Widey. It's MIDI plus Wi-Fi. I don't, dude, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but name aside. Yeah, yeah. What does it do? Wireless MIDI. This is this is becoming a thing. Wireless MIDI has existed. This isn't new. But what what is what is interesting to me about this is how they've implemented it and the way that it could probably replace the things that I have. Mm. So uh, they are aiming to quote set your gear free end quote through wireless MIDI solutions. Uh, if any of you out there are like me and you've had a bunch of MIDI stuff, you know that like it can be kind of fucking annoying having to do the stupid in and out cables for everything, have Sometimes a separate MIDI router, the like software and everything. It gets freaking horrible. But we don't want to deal with that latency, dog. You know what I mean? I, I get it. But check this out. Uh, the no power required WIDI Flex is a pair of connected MIDI in out sockets with Bluetooth worked into the output, enabling your gear to communicate standard note, control change, and velocity without even getting a freaking computer in the mix. You can just hmm. you can just connect these things to the, one to the in and one to the out to wherever you're gonna go. Okay. And uh and then you can just set it up with the freaking use an app you can, or or it'll just like auto connect depending on how, how you've got it set up. So it's a keyboard controller? Is that what it is? It's a it's wireless MIDI dongles. So rather oh, than having to like connect MIDI cables to stuff. You just yeah. have these like little. There's just like little. They look like little MIDI, mi, little miniature MIDI cables, and you just right. plug them in, and then they just talk to each other. It's huh. fucking awesome, dude. It's so cool. I like that. Uh, it's so normal latency, which is, in my experience, indetectable. Anything other than lower than ten milliseconds. Uh, the latency is built in is seven point five milliseconds. However, now there's they also have another product called Witty Flex USB. Which so if you want to get a computer in the mix and you and you a, either you don't want to use the Bluetooth built into the computer, maybe the computer doesn't have Bluetooth. This is a little USB dongle that just like sets up its own little network for you. And that if you do do use that, that brings latency down from seven point five milliseconds down to just three milliseconds. Whoa. Okay. Now we're which talking. is wild towns. Uh so it's it's Wittyflex is a set of two MIDI DIN plugs um, with all Bluetooth functionality built into the larger plug that connects to your gear's MIDI out socket. Mm-hmm. Um, you just plug it in, uh, and and it should just like work. You can set up much more complex solutions. I think you can do five of them at a time. Oh wow! I was going to ask that. I yeah. believe is this is the current limit, but that's for like one setup of it so you could have you know multiple sort of like iterations but i think like five is the limit for one sort of like network of them wow um yeah so it's just it'll auto pair if you have two sets of the witty flexes they'll just like auto pair or again you just like go onto the phone app or on your computer app or whatever and uh, you can set it up that way as well um I've, i've read that on windows it's a little bit like you might need to get that little dongle it doesn't work as readily, but on Macs, I guess it just like works without the dongle necessary at all. Yeah. If you want to get your computer in the mix, um, which I would, of course, I would, yeah. Um, and you know, Bluetooth MIDI controllers, get your freaking whatever you have, like anything that has MIDI, even your pedals. Like if you want to do MIDI stuff with your pedals, right? Plug these things in, huh. boom, 
don't have to have extra cables running around everywhere and they'll and they'll just talk to each other this is like the first of its kind then doing this right there are other wireless midi solutions that i've seen and used i've never owned any uh none of them seem as sort of just like plug and play plug and play i guess uh as these yeah because i could see something where you have to like download some software or firmware or something like that you don't have to you can and and i would no but i mean for the older versions yeah right of course have done so this is really simple it is, but I'm saying you can get complicated with it should you mm-hmm. want to, and because sure. and, and MIDI, you know, it's the sort of thing where like uh, sometimes you want to tweak and get into the settings and underpinnings and adjust things and whatnot, and you can do all that still. Hmm. Um, so uh, I'm waiting for you to ask me a question, Dave. How much is it? Yeah, well, here's the kicker. How much do you think it is? Man, I don't. This is this is out of my wheelhouse, buddy. But uh, something like that. Well. Wh- separate prices for just like one set yeah let's say one set and then there's also a price for the dongle which is a separate thing right so we'll just do like the set, the set? which it's also not clear to me i believe that it include it should include two so it can like go from like one thing to another thing yeah. i'm not positive about that yeah it wouldn't i'm, just I'm not sure if it was just one one I, end of it right i i don't i don't think so but i'm not sure 99 bucks okay well so 50 so oh. maybe it is just one. Okay. Honestly. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm no expert, so maybe it is. And then for the two. dongle, uh, ninety nine bucks, sixty bucks. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: if you've got a relatively simple setup, maybe three, four things. Yeah. Pretty affordable when you when you look at what the price of like a sort of like four in four out MIDI because if you're, at this point if you're going to use these devices, you would you're replacing like a, a MIDI router, which is the thing that I have right here. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting up into like five or more, that's going to get kind of expensive, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, 250, 300, get the dongle in for, maybe you're close to 400 bucks. For like something that technically kind of does what you already have. If you, if you, uh, yeah, if you already have a MIDI router or, and are using MIDI devices. Chances are, if you have a bunch of MIDI devices, you've probably already got some sort of MIDI, MIDI routing device because otherwise, how are you going to make everything talk to each other? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it, it, my, I guess this is the only kicker for me. It seems fucking awesome and I want it for everything so I don't ever have to deal with a MIDI cable again. But I also have, like, I have that Nord drum right there. I have this, like, Oberheim synth. There are a few things that I want to get in the mix so that I'm like, I've got to really calculate, like, okay. If I sell my MIDI router, what am I going to use? Where, where is the like? What's the offset? Here? Yeah, and what's the hierarchy of like what needs to get plugged in? Right. So I might honestly, I might. There is a very good chance that I replace my my MIDI router with these with the setup of these things um, for fifty each. Six, I, and I, I I probably won't need the dongle. Eventually, I'd probably want to get it just because I want to. I would be annoyed by the latency. Even if I couldn't hear it, I would think that I could hear if it. If you know that there's something out there that it can make it a little faster, right. you'd be so yeah. All right. I don't know, man. The, like, I'm excited. Like, the witty, I mean, again, witty flex. Well, maybe we get involved in marketing on this bad boy. But uh, I know I like, I had a Nectar keyboard controller for years. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. So I know that I like them as a company. This is the last one here. And it's also a freaking, it's almost hard to describe okay. everything that this product does. I'll try to hang on. First of all, I've got to say this. This is exciting to me because it's a company that I've been seeing for a long time and I've been mispronouncing the fuck out of their name oh, the yeah? entire time. Well, how'd, you my know, buddy. how'd you know how to pronounce it? Well, I thought it was Nux. N-U-X. Okay. Have you ever seen that company? Yeah, that makes, yeah. Like, pedals and shit? Uh-huh. It's, it turns out it's New X. Oh. Not uh, Nux. Or Nukes. 
nukes. Nukes is uh, totally viable. Yeah. But it, when you look closely there at the logo, there's a little, it's almost like a little triangle, I believe. And that's how they're separating but that's, the letter yeah. forms. Okay. So uh, it is Nuex. Nuex, okay. And it is, uh, it's called the Nuex. Oh boy, I didn't even, here it is. <laughs> the Mighty Plug Pro. Uh huh. And uh, it is a little device, you know, maybe three inches long with like a quarter inch fold out plug on it and it plugs into your guitar bass and uh you might be thinking oh maybe it's just like a little headphone amp you'd be right it is definitely a freaking really good sounding headphone amp cool uh it has you can you know plug your headphones right into it it also uh happens to have a usb-c connection which we'll come back to it also happens to do wireless bluetooth hmm interesting things are getting a little more exciting Uh, i I already mentioned but i want to highlight again not just guitar. This does bass. And it does so with a freaking amazing either phone or computer app that you can totally tweak the shit out of. And like the EQ like, and stuff? Not even just the EQ, the amp models cool. and the effects. And the uh, did I mention that it does IRs? So it does full IR uh, models of everything that's sort, you know, we're talking about really high quality cabinet sounds and, and yeah. actual real sounds going on in this thing. It's got, like I said, amp modeling. IR cabinet models. Um, there was an original one that I had not seen before. It's based on its little brother called the Mighty Plug, but this one, um, way, way more higher functionality, the Mighty Plug Pro that we're talking about. Um, also, thing that makes me need, I should, I never say that I need things on this show. That's, you're going in, you're going in, man. I say that I want basically everything we talk well, about. Yeah, we all want all the stuff. This is what makes me need this product. Okay, there's another feature. Full streaming Bluetooth playback to your to and to your computer or, oh. or your phone. Okay. So say um, you're like me and you want to maybe do I don't know like a in, little little Instagram Instagram story or something or a little Instagram live maybe a live streaming performance. Sure. This plugs Rout- into your guitar and just wirelessly connects to whatever you want to record with. Oh wow! Or stream with. Okay. And they make it super easy to do it Damn. with the software. People are going to use that, man. Yeah. Um, I should. So I mentioned it has a headphone jack. That headphone jack is uh, TRRS, like your, uh, you know, your headphones that have like a microphone on there. Mm. You can also gaming use a, exactly a gaming headset. You can plug in your gaming headset and and stream live stream with this. Also, like through you can keep playing your guitar with the built-in amp models, but then also use the microphone in. Awesome. Your headphones. Holy shit! Yeah, the, the uh, they got. Did I mention that it has a fucking awesome sounding acoustic simulator in there really? as well? So you can just play your electric guitar, and make it sound like an acoustic guitar. Whoa, um, that's that's a hard bar. Completely cl- cross platform. Like I said, Windows, uh, Mac, iPhone, or iOS, Android. All the, works with all the above. So it's like a. It's so how how what's the size? The of size it? of it is maybe like I would imagine like two inches by like four inches or something oh, it's not tiny. it's very small oh i thought it was going to be like a no, bigger no, no. module and it plugs just straight into your guitar rechargeable wow. i believe it does five hours uh on a, on a charge but you can also just have it plugged into USB-C, and it'll run off that if you want so you could do so essentially you're you're playing into it and then there's no other cables needed it can do bluetooth straight in correct that's fantastic if you wanted to just like do some streaming get a yeah. hop on twitch or instagram or whatever if you use uh, I this and, and like have good sounding amps right. and, and effects. 
and and so it's got one button on the front too and what you can do is basically set up seven presets and then just like if you want just like scroll through them with the, the button on the front so you want to have like a completely clean sound dirty sound yeah, whatever switch just over like, or something. just like a, and with and then with you know you can control that on your iPad or iPhone or whatever yeah. or your computer but just like on the thing itself you have your presets saved you can just press the button and it'll I love s- that. S- cycle through them fuck man yeah i know can you believe all that stuff new this is, this is some new technology mighty plug man. pro this is what future future gear freaking thrives on this it stuff does right here, buddy. it does i gotta ask i mean i what don't would you know. pay for something like this it's fancy it's fancy <laughs> is their stuff pretty pricey i don't know i've never even... I'm, I'm trying not to give you any extra, hi- ah, extra hints uh or stuff. 200 bucks dog 109 really yeah that's oh. like stocking stuffer territory. That really is. And and seriously, like, again, it's just, it's a great, if you only ever used it for a headphone amp. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That'd like, be awesome. Like those little headphone amps you can buy. Yeah. For like, like a little Vox bucks. amp plug, yeah, whatever yeah, sort right. of deals. But still, that yeah. doesn't have half the capabilities of this. So. Right. Holy I shit. was wondering, I don't know. I don't think so. I was wondering if you could, because like I said, it has the headphone connection, mm-hmm. like a, an analog. I was, I, I'm. I'm not clear on if you could use like your AirPods, like and just use like and have another Bluetooth, Bluetooth headphones yeah. somehow. Maybe like through or would whatever they have to come like, out of your computer. I, that's what, exactly. I'm yeah. not sure. So that's one thing. But I know that it basically it's set up so that you can do full streaming because it's like yeah, if you if you have to like run it back out to your computer or whatever you're streaming through, and then back to the headphones, you're going to get weird delay and sure. lag. It's going to be horrible. I know that it's built so that you can just hear like the direct stream of right. what you're playing. So you and can then actually it's feeding a signal to exactly. The yeah. So uh, damn, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get one new X, dude. Shout out. It's not Nux, dog. I kind of want to keep calling it Nux. Uh, Nux Mighty Plug Pro, but it's new X. Damn, dude. I know. I like it. It's not easy to name stuff, but. They're wow. making all these companies are just making some really innovative, cool products that we're in a we're I, in a I new both want and need. We're in a new age right now, man. I'm telling you. And we're it's at the like, freaking vanguard. We're the we're the tip of the spear. We are. We are. You're gonna hear more about blowing this your stuff. brains That's with right. the freaking gear news. That's right, man. Dog, this has been a good beefer of a it beef. It has. I, I don't it know how fast. much. We'll see how much makes it. But there's been a lot of beef on that bone. It went fast, buddy. I've been having a good time too. Time flies when you're having fun. That's that's what we do around here. And uh, I'm thankful to have you as my co-host, bud. Thank you. Very excited to do the show every week with you, and, and I look too, forward man. to it and look forward to getting out into the world and hearing from you folks. And if you folks that are listening right now made it all the way to the end of this here episode, why don't you go make some music? Yeah.